Welcome to Screen Studies, the podcast where we talk about all sorts of things on your screen, and we have a lot to say. I'm Deja. And I'm Justin. And for today's episode, I'm very, very excited. We're talking about the Bachelor franchise. I was really resistant to ever watching it. I was like, I think it's ridiculous. I'm not going to. And then just out of curiosity, pure curiosity, I watched the first episode of the most recent season of The Bachelor, and I was like, oh, th- this is why. This is quality. Like, oh, wait, who was The Bachelorette when you watched it? First one I watched was... It starts with Michelle. Michelle, Michelle Young. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> she did not pick who I thought she should, but that's really? okay. What I think is the perfect choice. I was I was very much Team Brandon. I just thought they had so much chemistry. They were so sweet. And Nate was... He was a little bit too smooth, a little bit too on the nose. I don't know. What do it was you just, mean? It just it, him and his little earrings and his little beard fade. I was like, I don't need. What that. you think he's too smooth? No, no, no. That's what makes him cool. Okay, here's the thing. I was not Team Brandon. Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about the most recent episode of the or Bachelorette. So spoilers True. for everyone. Uh, the Bachelor was Clayton, which is a whole other yes. uh, thing. But Michelle, I think the, what I liked about her and Nate is that she didn't have to teach him anything. She didn't have to raise him to her level. But it feels like Brandon, she she had to teach him. And I feel as though the best parts of a relationship are not the really, uh, not the parts of a relationship where you have to work. <laughs> the bachelor and the bachelorette chooses people where it's easy. The conversation's easy. We don't want to talk about drama in the house. Let's talk about like easy stuff. And that's 99.9% of the time who the lead chooses. See, I feel like part of why I find the bachelorette so interesting, and I've already told you, but like I have not been able to watch through the bachelor i haven't yet seen bachelor in paradise but i am going to watch those at some point but i like it because i feel like it's such a strange environment for men and for masculinity where like they're all together as they point out every season there's a lot of testosterone in the house but at the same time they're in a space where like their ability to connect emotionally is the number one thing like that determines how successful you are there and i don't think men get to be in a lot of spaces like that and some of them don't handle it well like at all they're picking fights and they're doing this and they're doing that or they isolate themselves from the men in the group which i'm always like that's a red flag you do not want to be with a man with no friends Mm -hmm. but some of them do not know how to handle it so for me the one who i felt like she had to teach a lot was uh joe who yeah yeah, he Barely was people who haven't watched. He was from the same area as her, played basketball. Dated her. He was yeah, and like she had like slid in his DMs before and then she ghosted him. All sorts of nonsense. No, he ghosted her. Oh yeah, you're right. He ghosted her and then was on the Bachelorette, so clearly he regretted that. But his like level of emotional vulnerability Non-existent. Non-existent. <laughs> it was not there. Like, one time he shared something about, like, you know, he had lost a coach and it was, like, really impacting him. But I was like, damn, you can't even shed, like, a single fuck tear. Like, he was so emotionally constipated. 
Yep. That it was like she had to walk him through having feelings. I uh, how he lasted as long as he did, I don't know. Because we want familiarity. That's what uh, when you're in that role. I think what determines if someone likes The Bachelor or The Bachelorette more is where they see themselves. Because if you see yourself as a contestant, you're going to like the one where the person, like, if I'm watching it and I like The Bachelorette more, it's because I see myself as a contestant. But if you mm-hmm. like The Bachelor more, you see yourself as the lead. It's For like, you as a, yeah, as a man. As a, as a sit cishet men that's what like most people who fall under my side or are like me determine you know because most men like the bachelorette more because they're like oh look at this guy oh no there's no way i i would never do that come on you know that's what they gravitate towards because they every men almost men have wanted a girl who is also entertaining another man that's a scenario we can form in our heads. But very rarely do men have the opportunity to be seeked out like mm-hmm. they are on The Bachelor. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we talked about this a bit earlier, but like me watching it, like queer and in this case, the first season I got to watch was black. But like yeah. watching most of the seasons of The Bachelorette, it is a polar bear and a blizzard white. Um... Like, watching it like that, I don't feel like I really see myself as either, like, bachelor slash bachelorette or contestant. I'm just there for the nonsense. I'm just speculating. It's just a good time for me to just, like, dip into drama where I'm like, he said what to you? I think you should send him home. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Bachelor, of all franchises, has a terrible, terrible race problem. If you look like us, the host of this podcast, mind you, it's our every episode reminder that these hosts are black. You're going back! <laughs> on purpose, daily. Yes. On purpose, daily. This franchise is terrible, 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 terrible to contestants of color. Eliminated night one almost all the time. Very rarely do the do they get the chance to become the lead, et cetera, et cetera. It is rough. So are you familiar with Matt James? Yes. <laughs> what is your opinion on Matt James? Okay, so my level of familiarity, because I wasn't watching anything from the franchise at the time when he, like, first blew up. So, it's a black guy. I think he was, like, micro-famous for something, right? Like, did he play sports or something? So, here's the thing. Let's, let's do a rewind <laughs> Bachelor of Bachelor history, right? Yes. It all starts with Colton Underwood. Well, this story starts with Colton yes. Underwood. Who, turns out, is gay. But that we that wasn't revealed in this part of the story yet, right? Colton Underwood, on his season... He has the final four. One of them is Hannah Brown, who fan favorite probably actually is the most popular bachelorette of all time. Hannah Brown. Like the numbers say so. The it was literally the most popular bachelorette of all time. Wow. Her final two is this guy named Tyler Cameron. And Tyler Cameron 
is one of the most popular contestants of all time because not only does he look the part, he's emotionally available. He's like, yes, he owns his own business. He can do all this stuff. He is a little bit of a country boy. He lives in Jupiter, Florida, but that's at the point. But it's like, wow, you are the complete package. You know what happens? She doesn't pick him. Of course. I know, right? So he has to go back home to Florida, right? With his best friend, Matt James. That checks out. That checks then, out. quarantine happens. A whole global plague happens. Everyone's in their house. So Matt James and Tyler Cameron make a TikTok. They start making TikToks. They blow up to race no one has ever seen before on the Bachelor franchise. They call themselves a quarantine crew. But Hannah Brown doesn't want to be, you know be left out so she moves in with tyler cameron and matt james in jupiter florida. yeah i know right she's just hanging out with the quarantine crew right all of them making tiktoks blowing up every single time boom 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 boom, boom. and then finally the contestants of color are like how come there hasn't been a black bachelor yet a question that we've all been asking but now people mm-hmm. want to really ask hey what how come, how come there's no Black Bachelor? Wait, like, this makes no sense. Why is it always white people? Interesting, right? Very interesting. Especially because we had a Black Bachelorette. Right? Yeah. So, the Bachelor franchise is like, oh, crap. Well, we could go with um, Mike, Mike Johnson. He's one of the most popular contestants. A Black man. A veteran. That'll play with our conservative audiences. Like, we everyone loves Mike Johnson. He's the he's the perfect candidate as the first black bachelor. And you know what happens? Not Mike Johnson. They pick Peter Weber, pilot Pete, who has one of the most disastrous seasons of all time. You, know, you want to know some information about pilot Pete? I guess he's an airplane pilot. I, yeah. Okay, so Peter Weber, bachelor. Yep. So if anyone else like me is not seen this man's face it is like the most default unassuming white guy face you could find Mm -hmm. the first picture that comes up of him he's wearing the most default blue like (laughs) button down shirt like I've never seen like a man he looks kind of like normal Spongebob so they pick (laughs) Pete to be the bachelor okay but everyone loves Pilot Pete right Here's what this man is. This man still lives at home. Yep, he's the bachelor, still lives at home. It's because he's an airplane pilot, right? He He's traveling, he needs somewhere to place to stay. I'm like, he has a reason, I guess. Yep, true. And he has he's down to his final three. One of his final three says, hey, Madison, look, 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 look. Um, I'm super Christian. So if you sleep with these other women, I'm out of here catch peter weber already slept with the other two women peter first of all how does this man have game all that i experience every time i watch anything from the franchise is just thinking oh my god straight women are in the trenches (laughs) it's baffling okay so yeah he's in a pickle right yeah oh my gosh he slept in one of them did like a white lives matter campaign but it was like supposed to be a play about uh f- the fishes like white marlins or whatever 
Anyway, oh my that God. happened, right? So he's like, oh, man, that sucks. So um, I guess you want to stay? And she's like, nah, I'm out. Peace. And he's like, crap, that was supposed to be my pick. And um, this, the other two, the other girl, Hannah Ann, was like, well, she's great, too. I'll just get married to her. But Hannah Ann got engaged without knowing that the other woman eliminated herself. So Hannah Ann was picked by default. Not a second choice. I'm like, I I know people listening can't see, but Justin is passionately narrating this whole saga. And I'm like mouth agape for half of this. Yeah. And so the show ends and they're watching it back. And Hannah Ann knows, sees what Peter was doing. Uh-oh. So then couple months go by and in between the seasons which they filmed for the reunion episode he breaks up with hannah ann to get back with madison oh my gosh wait what you can't do that it happened he's like yeah but i have to need that ring back because i'm really in love with madison and oh my gosh he goes to the reunion and madison's like oh i guess i'll give it a shot question mark they literally break up the same week on Instagram. Not good, right? Not good. And then he lives in moves to Chicago, runs into another contestant, and then starts dating that contestant who was in sixth place. Not good. But there was, where's Matt James? Where's he in this? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Don't worry. So, so the person in sixth place. She's a lawyer, Kelly Flanagan. She's great. She's down to earth. She's a Trump supporter. Hardcore. And we're like, gosh, dang it. Why couldn't we have Mike Johnson? But Mike Johnson's like, yeah, I think I'm done with the Bachelor franchise. They, they could call me. She, he pulls a LeVar Burton. He's like, I don't know. They're not going to call me. So I'm going to move on with my life. So the Bachelor franchise is like, crap. We need a person of color that the audience already knows but the main people we want to cast don't want to be on our show anymore if only there was a black person who had a relationship with the franchise but we could start off new and that's when they checked their tiktoks and enter matt james Oh. perfect he's mixed he has a white mom and a black dad perfect. he acts like he is a white mom oh. um, i'm not gonna elaborate that because we know exactly what i mean uh for people who haven't seen him i'm gonna give another one of those little descriptions um he is like a very basic black man haircut he's very lanky like He's like taffy stretched. He's very muscular. The basic black man haircut, right? He he's yeah. I, yeah, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say it's a bad haircut. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That just happens to be my haircut, right? Sometimes he has a really huge beard. But again, he seems like just a pretty like default man. You know, he doesn't have any like super defining features he wears a lot of neutral colors we love that but here's the thing here's the thing 
we start off on the wrong foot already because they get on the screen and they're like, Matt Can I take a guess? If we start off on the wrong foot, first black bachelor started off, here's what happens. Like, Matt James, did you know that you are the contestant with the most applications of all time in the Bachelor franchise? Wait, can I guess what happens next? Okay, go ahead. Guess what happens. He doesn't want the black girls. <laughs> he says, "It's one of all of America." Hey, I just don't want America to get their hopes up or to want me to pick someone else when I have connections with other people. He's saying, like, with this. Okay, he's skirting around the issue. He's like. I'm probably not gonna pick a black person. Like, okay, look up, look up, look it up, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" But anyway, but there are some black women in the final four who are incredible. There's Bree Springs, gorgeous human being, and we have Michelle Young, right? So, but we also have Rachel, Rachel Kirkenell, right? Who ends up winning? And they're having this like beautiful romance on the screen, on the screen. But Twitter exists. No, stop! Is it her? And they find out. The internet finds out that Rachel Kirkmel, while in college, her sorority used to have antebellum parties. And antebellum parties, the good old antebellum South. You know, the good old days where you know you would dress up. You know, like a, like a, like a, a plantation owner. Yep, to celebrate the good old antebellum South. Listen, JJ, close your ears. Black men, you are not beating the weakest link allegations. What? You no, not. stop, stop, stop. Matt no. James has taken credits out of your Here's the thing, <laughs> collective account. Oh my gosh, here's the thing. Like, the season's done and this is unfolding in real time but the show is already done and Matt James doesn't know any of this and they're like crap what's gonna happen right and so a previous bachelorette Rachel uh, Rachel Lindsay mm-hmm. who is the first black bachelorette she has a job hosting yeah. at E right everyone loves Rachel they trot out her to the Wait, I think I know racism. this part of the story yeah and then you like, try to tell this part I don't know. Okay, if you know the right, story. Let's see. Let's, let's see if you know. I have to interject. So, because I did watch her season as well. So, Rachel, she's vibing. Um, she didn't pick the best person from that season again. That's because I always <laughs> So, she's hosting on E. She is Chris Hansen, right? Chris Harrison. Harrison. Chris Harrison, who's the host of, like, across the franchise. And has him there is, like, the question of, like, Rachel Kirk Connell comes up. And essentially, he's just kind of like, oh, you know, like, I don't think we should bring up old stuff. And besides, rules were different then. And maybe it's just different social rules. So then everyone's like, wait a minute, Chris, now you're being racist. <laughs> yes. So then he's no longer the host. And the shows are just like unhosted now. Yeah, here's the thing. Well, not now. They find, they find out. The problem with Chris oh. Harrison, what he said was that you are saying to this to the first black bachelorette yeah. what are you doing he doubles down and it's like 
are you talking about, Chris Harrison? Like, yeah. What, and what, what if this happened in 2019, 2021? Like, it's kind of weird that we're celebrating slavery times. Like, it's the good old times, you know? I think there is a thing with a lot of white people where they fully believe that people got woke in 2016. Yeah. Like, racism got bad in 2016. And before that, you could do and say whatever you want. I think some of it is a little bit of, like, the post-racial myth they came up with Mm. after Obama. But I think in general, just people had so long of living where their microaggressions and macroaggressions went unspoken about. Mm -hmm. And now they're just like, what do you mean I can't have a slavery cosplay party but back then it was fine. It was never fine. It was never <laughs> fine. Now that we have the language to describe what you're doing and we have the, I guess the voices to say what is exactly yeah. wrong about this. But like, you, Chris Harrison, all you had to do was shut up. Like we, he's an, he's an older white guy. We all knew this was going on in his head. Just shut up. Just be quiet. He keeps talking. And it's like, oh no. So then they fire Chris Harrison. Oh no. They fire Chris Harrison. And then, you know the guy who does uncomfortable conversations with white people? That guy? Yeah. Then he, they have him, they bring him on to do like a sit down interview with Matt James and Rachel. And Rachel's like, listen, I, I was in college. It was a, it was a weird time. I'm sorry. And Matt James devastated. Literally like, wow. Like, wow. I, I can't pick you. And then he just ends up with no one. But a couple months later, they get back together. So. Matt James, you had your chance. (laughs) They're like, oh no. How do we solve this? Like, I don't know. But like, there's, there's so many people that we could choose. Maybe, maybe we, what if we had another black bachelorette? And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't have back to back. People would get upset. But we can't we can't not pick a person of color. If only there was a way to have two bachelorettes back to back. What? And so then they picked the most popular white girl this season, Katie Thurston, and Michelle Young, and they have back to back seasons. So it goes Katie then Michelle. Right? Why? But there was also the option to just let Michelle be the bachelorette. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that's beside the point. Anyway, so that brings us to Michelle season. Yeah. Where she has tons of amazing black men. Final four, all black men. Finally, like, like, to get a black bachelorette who, like, it was just so clear as she went through it that she was not messing with people who weren't going to at least be very understanding and aware of where she is as a black woman. Yeah, also so all the final moms. four had white moms too, but that's beside the point. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's something in the water. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but, so, we're like, wow, this is the first time in history where the most popular people in this franchise are black people. We have a plethora of options to choose for the next Bachelor. We have never been in a better spot. America is saved. The franchise is saved. Bachelor is for us now. We out here. You know what they do? You know what they do? You know what they do? They 
Pick Clayton. Pick <laughs> Clayton. The, the... First of all, his name is Clayton. Yep. yep. There's never been an attractive person named Clayton, oh, which is very man. unfortunate. Don't name your kids that. It's but it's true. What I just so we understand who Clayton is. Um, he was one of Michelle's suitors. He lasted a little while, and then he Eight was plus. sent home. Yeah, it was very tearful actually when he went home. He said something that I found so incredibly interesting. Um, in my whole like watching it and really observing how men act and react, was he wasn't that vulnerable throughout the series. He had just opened up to her a little bit. He was more vulnerable than some of the other guys. And as he was leaving, he said, this is what happens. I try to open up and then I get my heart broken. And it is such a, like people meme about it a lot that like men will be like, oh, I'm sorry I cheated on you. But it's because when I was in the eighth grade, actually this girl, and it's like, you need to, you need to grow up and you need to heal from that. There's a very real side of the coin where it's like, men are taught to be less emotional. And so when they are, and then it doesn't go well, like, that's difficult. But sir, you are now a grown man. Just because she did not pick you does not mean yep. vulnerability is dead. <laughs> Being open is not allowed. Yeah. But uh, let's see. He is very, very muscular. Um, he graduated with a bachelor's degree mm. in health science. Uh, he played football. Yep. Like spending time with his family in Missouri. Fishing. He's... I mean, it's definitely the, like, I feel like anyone listening to this is going to be like, Deja has some queer bias because every man I look at, I'm like, he's just like some guy. Okay. And Clayton is just some guy with a lot of muscles. Yeah. It's, it, and again, I, I don't know why the franchise has learned this lesson yet, but like, they have these plethora of black options or people of color options and they end up choosing the boring white guy. And it's a disaster because The Bachelor likes to watch men grow up. So mm. they pick men that aren't ready mm. for marriage or this That's a that's a clip right there. They want they <laughs> want to see the boys become men. Motown mm. Fiddly back again. Sorry. Um yeah, that's what. They, but on the Bachelorette, you get to see these grown women have to deal with bullying. Yeah, and there's always a moment every season where the the Bachelorette tells off her contestants like, "This is not what we should do," and it's like, "Oh my gosh, choose some mature people." I think Michelle's group of men had some real mature men who were like, "I'm here so. to marry Michelle." They were a tiny bit older than usual, which is good. These people have, yeah, I think all had jobs, part. all had career paths and choices. And they're like, we are looking to find our match. But most of the men are looking to date when this show is about marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. I think they should yeah. take away the engagement at the end, but that's beside the point. I think a lot of shows would be better if they took away the engagement. Mm-hmm. But I can't blame them because of just the drama, the immediacy, the stakes that it makes. Mm-hmm. Like, Love is Blind is my other little reality obsession. And the way people walk out of there and they're like, it's just, it's so difficult because turns out we disagree on X, Y, Z. I'm like, you had like 30 minute conversations with each other. Of course you don't know everything. But there's a very particular type of person who would sign up for a show where you propose at the end. Mm -hmm. After... 
an intentionally limited amount of time. And are those going to be the most mature people? Not often. Here's the thing, though. I'm, it can work. There are scenarios where it can work. Where these people, like... I think Bachelor in Paradise... If you want to actually find a match on this franchise, go to Bachelor in Paradise instead. Because you get to date around. You spend mm-hmm. time with this person. When you're in the Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's like once a week. <laughs> you might see him in passing. You know, but... In Bachelor in Paradise, also- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Oh. All the ones who succeed, I'm like, oh, wow, they, like, communicate with each other. The bar is in hell. But (laughs) it's, it's like, a huge difference of the ones who, like, actually communicate and who talk and who say, like, hey, this thing about your goal or expectation, like, concerns me. Like, let's talk through it. And then there's the other ones who would just, like, it seems like they kind of just want the dates to be cool. (laughs) That's all they want. They want to get their one-on-one. They want it to be cool. And that's that. It creates good drama. Creates good tension. It's good television. But I think I would be just as inclined to watch something where people were actually, like, effective communicators. Really? Okay, okay. Is there is there a way to have an ethical reality show? Shows, the goal is to find people who aren't good communicators. That's where the I drama is, right? I think this is part of... It's a hot take. But I actually think that if you had a series like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Love is Blind or The Ultimatum, any of those, where people were actually like good communicators, if you throw enough scenarios at them, I think you will get just as much drama. And it doesn't even have to be super dramatic scenarios. I think that we as people just like watching other people do stuff. Really? We like speculating from a distance that feels okay, you know? Just... We like talking about people. We like to gossip. (laughs) I think that's just what it comes down to. Because my favorite couple to watch on Love is Blind in both seasons were the healthiest couples. And I was upset when they didn't get more time. Was there even a healthy couple on Love is Blind? I can't. (laughs) I haven't seen the second season. No spoilers. Okay. I think Cameron and Lauren. Cameron and Lauren. Um, In season one, I thought Cameron and Lauren... Weird, like, way to meet someone. Weird way to go about anything. But, like, they had their priorities straight. She was like, I'm not here to mess around. I want somebody who's financially stable. I want someone with goals that align with mine. I want somebody who's going to be able to sit down with my family and get along. And, like, I think because they had such an intense clarity of goals Mm -hmm. and those matched, I feel like, as far as we can see, of course, who knows what goes on behind closed doors, they formed a pretty healthy couple. I think it's weird that he wanted to share toothbrushes. It's hard because I, I, we want to see these couples do well, but that's not what everyone remembers. That's not. We remember Jessica is so much older, and you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. And we want to see them implode on national television. It's almost like a, a coliseum fight, watching these people like fight to the death. Or yeah, and it's kind of sick, but like. Part of why I think stable people could still (laughs) make good reality TV is because we see how much drama there is just in our lives. The stories that we hear just from our friends who are living pretty like standard lives who aren't doing anything crazy. People are weird. I think you could source a lot of drama just from people being weird. Um, Actually, I went to like a talk with a, a producer and editor for... Uh, a bunch of the Real Housewife franchises. And he said that one of the most frustrating things 
is that sometimes they put something in there and then they'll look on Twitter when the episode releases and people are like, this was staged. This is so obviously fake. And they're like, but that actually happened. <laughs> like, sometimes they're just like, we didn't do that. People just get upset. People have bad days. People lash out on others. Like, we didn't make it up. But sometimes the truth is just stranger than fiction. Damn. What a, what a great quote. Sometimes the truth is stranger than... Take that to the bank. I did not coin it, but if we want to give me credit for it. As somebody who was very reluctant to ever watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, what is like? What is something you would say to somebody who who's reluctant as like, here's why you should try this franchise? I think you should try to watch The Bachelorette because it is designed not to succeed. Ooh. It is by design... You are not supposed to succeed in this franchise. And if you go into that, knowing that, it becomes a much better watch. You are in an environment where you are caught off from the outside world. You're focusing on one person. Your emotions are hiding, heightened. You're getting less and less sleep over time, etc., etc. Those aren't scenarios where you're going to get a good outcome, and that is the point. And so I think the most criticisms of The Bachelor come down to, like, oh, this isn't realistic. This isn't like, how can you fall in love with someone over such a limited time? How could you, all these women be fighting over the same guy? How are all these men fighting over the same woman? Because that's its design. It's designed to make you fail. <laughs> so we can have you crying on the curb in a beautiful <laughs> gown. And that's the gorgeous goal. Gown. In a gorgeous gowns, all this stuff. And if you succeed, that is the exception, not the rule. And once you mm-hmm. know that going in, it becomes popcorn. Uh, it's like watching a Transformers movie. It's great. I would say to someone, the franchise has existed for so long that sometimes people forget it is an experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar to your point, but it's like, can we put people in this scenario and they find love? So I just like watching it like an experiment. I'm just observing these weird humans and the things they do and how they navigate and react. And it is a million times more entertaining as an experiment than it was when I thought, oh, like, if I watch this, I have to be super invested in who wins. Like, I disagree with The Bachelorette every season that I watch, pretty much. Because I think that their standards need to be higher. Wow, okay, okay. Wow, okay. You know, if you're a scientist, you got to accept when the experiment proves you wrong. So go into it, enjoy the experiment, and um, do what I do and root for a man of color every season. Who's never going to make it. (laughs) Never going to make it. Never going to make it. Never going to make it. I think the true test of how far The Bachelor has come. Here's here's my little theory. This will be Deja's tinfoil hat moment to end the episode. Have you heard the statistics where, like, based off of um, survey data and then, like, data from dating apps, the least desired demographics are Black women and Asian men? Yeah. Have you heard that? Yep. I think that we got we were able to get a um, Black Bachelorette sooner because even though Black women aren't, like, widely desired, they are widely sexualized. That is true. Taisha was I probably think... the most sexualized Bachelorette of all time. Taisha Right? Adams. Yeah. And so I think that the true test will be when in The Bachelor, The Bachelor is an Asian man. Whoa. As a group, they're like distanced from masculinity. They're desexualized. They're 
just viewed that way. I think when people are able to have a, a Asian bachelor and he is celebrated and sought after on the screen, that's when the Bachelor franchise will have like really gone a wild distance in their representations. Do I think that'll happen eventually? Down the line, it'll be somebody who looks like Manny Jacinto, but we'll <laughs> I think it's probably going to be a biracial person. Oh, not yeah. hashtag Blasian Batty. Hey! Knock out two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Because uh, they never make it far enough. Well, here's the thing. That's what I think really upset people about Clayton. Because even when we f- check off all the boxes, we're still not good enough. Mm-hmm. Do you, you yeah. had all Final Four. Because usually within the, the Bachelor or the next contestant is someone who was in the final four to six, probably. Yeah person all popular all Not clean eight. cut you know we, we know what show we're on they have to be clean cut black men we all know that's what i think that's why a lot of people didn't like nate but that's not the point anyway uh <laughs> i didn't keep that even sometimes the editing i was like or not the editing but like the choice of where they would like highlight things he said and yeah. i was like why are you, why are you trying to act like this pretty boy's a thug yeah <laughs> They tried to make him look like some kind of player. I'm like, he's not saying anything bad. He's not saying, he's not endangering anyone. Like, but that's like I didn't even like him, and still I was just like, he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. So, yeah, all clean cut black men. All even even if you want to go past the final four, Olu, he's like super oh. ripped. And he ever he had a good beard. Everyone, he called him Swolu. Come on, he already had a nickname and everything. Exactly, like people were thirsty for Olu, and even then, we're still not good enough. Still, gotta be twice as good or have a connection to whiteness. Oh, like Matt James did. But that was that point. We could do a whole episode on proximity to whiteness. I think that's what. The bachelor ones. They want a black person with proximity to whiteness. Yeah, because that's their audience, mostly white women, and that's <laughs> that's what we gotta work with, yeah. I guess. That's for another yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, I feel like it's probably pretty rare that anyone, but particularly our listeners, get to hear two people who aren't white women talk about the Bachelor franchise. to an end and i i hope everyone really enjoyed it i had a good time it's one of my favorite shows of course i'm gonna have a good time exactly i also just like learning some of the tea i did not know the full saga of how we got to my matt james and there's more to where that came from check out the bonus episode on patreon just kidding on the patreon we ain't getting paid for this (laughs) (laughs) labor of love Thank you so much for listening. Um, Justin, where can people send their complaints? You can send all of your complaints to at Freddy's Roommate on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, wherever toys are sold. Deja, where can they send their praises? You can send it to uh, Deja Talks TV on all accounts, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all that jazz. Um, as always, I believe in you. You are more than your last mistake, and I love you. And do better. Good night. Bye.